First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? Pretty good, not bad. Uh, coming off a doubleheader now. Split. Don't know how I feel about it. How you doing? Doing pretty well, Richie. I tell you, I went to the game today. I uh, cut out of the job site a little bit early, got there to see our boy Noah throw at 4 o'clock, and he didn't really have it today. This guy named Jed Jerko, I, I almost called him Jed Jerkoff, and I said, I'm not seven years old anymore. But I said, this guy hit a ball to the moon, then he hit one in game two. Uh, so, you know, we get the split. Of course, big bot on the mound, but wasn't thrilled by uh, our boy Thor today. Nah, it wasn't too good. I mean, uh, you know, the Mets are playing a huge series, probably the biggest of the year. And since it's important, that means Wilma Flores isn't playing, of course. Uh, Thor took a tough loss, but is probably knee-deep in a giant cold tub of muscle milk at the moment. So all is well. As for Tolo, uh, you know, he's like a giveaway t-shirt from City Field. Attractive? No. But always reliable when you put on a few LBs and want to wear your shirt in the pool. Uh, you know, aside from that... Uh, Mets baseball, that is. I went up to Cooperstown this weekend. We're coming off an emotional weekend. Went to go see Mikey P. retire. Great time. Very hot. Uh, I saw Hojo up there. He looks like he's a couple weeks worth of sit-ups away from getting back in the lineup, playing third base, something uh, we could definitely use. And But I got to tell you, the people in Cooperstown, real weird, real scary. Uh, they look like a bunch of zombies who listen to a lot of Kid Rock. Just walking around with that look, like they always have their mouth open, like they're about to say something, but then they, then they don't say anything. <laughs> they got the weird teeth. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those places where you, you're mostly going to chain restaurants. You can't trust the mom and pop places. They're uh, full of weirdos. 100%, kid. I, I, know, I know nothing about Cooperstown. Once you get past uh, New Rochelle, I'm pretty much lost. Yeah, it's all. I figured it was all Canada past that myself. But uh, it turns out, if you keep driving, you're still in New York. Uh, there's, like, hills and streams and all sorts of stuff. We went camping, which really isn't my forte. Uh, you know, I got a little wild, had a couple beers and a cigar, got the spins, threw up in the, tr in the uh, woods over there. But, you know, we made the best of it. It was hot. Uh, saw Mikey P. and Ken Griffey Jr. retire. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr., a lot of respect for that guy, mostly because he's in the AL. So I don't have to hate him. So there it is. And as we head to our upcoming schedule for the week, we're starting with Wednesday, tomorrow, Logan Verrett versus Adam Wainwright. And I tell you, Richie, this game always reminds me if time travel were a thing, I'd go and lock Adam Wainwright in the Ritz-Carlton before Game 7 of the 2006 NLCS. Best curveball of all time. We understand, Carlos. We, we forgive you. Anyway, batter versus pitcher. Pretty flawed statistic due to sample size. But our boy James Loney. Batting 528 career bats against Wainwright. Wow, that's pretty wild. I mean, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, if he's batting 500 in that many at-bats against Adam Wainwright, that means that he's going to be riding the pine and Wilma Flores is going to be playing tomorrow. That's exactly what's going to be happening, okay? Because Terry Collins doesn't want your fancy numbers or statistics. He goes on feel. And nine, nine days out of ten, he feels like he hates Wilma Flores. But tomorrow, he's going to love him. And it's going to turn out, uh, it's, it's going to be, you know, a real shit show, uh, as the kids say, uh, hashtag shit show on the Twitter. Uh, 
you know, but I, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited to see Logan pitch because he pitched last game like his name was something normal, like Noah or Johan, and uh, I felt pretty good about it. He's not the guy I'd choose to try and get revenge against this uh, curveball-throwing idiot who ruined Carlos Beltran for all in New York, but I'll deal with it. Uh, you know, I'm really not a big Adam Wainwright fan. If I could sneak up on the guy while he was asleep and pour a bucket of Bud Light into his nostrils, I would. Uh, you know, I, I wish I wish the guy the worst. A new age wet willy, if you will, there. Yeah, but, you know, hopefully we can take two out of three because we split the series today. Should have won both of them, but tomorrow, uh, hopefully our boy Logan, the guy with the same name as a lacrosse player, can just uh, hang in there and do his thing. Yeah, we'll see how it works out for Logan on Wednesday. But heading to Thursday, we got the elite Jake DeGrom against Tyler Anderson as the Rockies come to town. And Jake's been pretty darn good this season, but it looked like he was at Club Club Live with Chris Birdman Anderson or something on Friday night. I mean, they were playing in Jeff Loria's art house snuff film of a stadium down there in Miami, and he got real roughed up on Saturday. Jake usually thrives, though, in day games at City. 15-3 and three in his career in day games in general. Always had better home splits. With the Rockies coming into New York with the day game, the whole jet lag thing, I like the chances for the Metropolitans here, Richie. Yeah, I mean, you know, just a quick note of that Marlins stadium. Whenever they hit a home run, it looks like uh, like a Thanksgiving Day parade float on acid. It's crazy. There's a Marlin. He's jumping over a rainbow. It's a, it's like a real freaky thing down there. Uh, you know, no wonder no one shows up. It's scary. Can't bring your kids. Can't bring your family. There, there used to be a, a, a fish tank behind home plate. You know, I'm pretty sure that there were three frogs killed on, on consecutive foul balls in, uh, in 2013. Unbelievable. I hate that stadium. But uh, you're right, Jason DeGrom, tough luck, lost last time. Uh, you know, Terry took him out a little too early. I'll get into that later. But, uh, you know, if the Mets don't crush these potheads like a Papa John's pizza with extra garlic butter, there's no hope for 2016. I mean, Tyler Anderson doesn't even sound like a real person. It sounds like the generic white guy who replaced Barry Bonds in every 90s MLB video game. Uh, so, <laughs> that said, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a real big stats guy. I go on feel a lot of times. Jason's got this one. Yeah, boy, Mr. DeGrom, and heading to Friday, Steven Matz against Tyler Chatwood, of course. Long Island's own Stephen Matz. Shout out to Grandpa Matz, as we do here on the show. And very interested in this one. Our boy Chatwood should have his agent get him out of Rocky Mountain High ASAP. This guy Chatwood, he's 5-0 and on the road this season with a 1.3 earned run average. However, at home, where the air is thin and smells like a 3-11 concert, he's 4-6 and with a 5.69 ERA. Talk about insane splits, my man. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty scary guy, but, uh, you know, it's a big day Friday, and I think the aura of uh, City Field is going to overwhelm him. It's Mikey P. Replica Jersey Night, sponsored by Delta, which means you're going to get a perfectly good jersey with a terrible sponsor on the sleeve that ruins the entire thing. Uh, so congratulations. Enjoy that if you go to it. I'm trading those tickets in. Uh, and hopefully the presence of these jerseys makes the team hit a little better than they are now because at the moment – they're the baseball equivalent of a Tyler Perry movie. Uh, Medea goes to hit a baseball or something like that. One of those. Uh, Coming to a theater near you. But anyway, the boy Steven should be good. Just watch out for Arondo. He's a freak. Uh, and otherwise, you know, I mean, split Schmitz. I think, uh, you know, the boy Steve Matz, when healthy, and he's not healthy right now, is a top-tier pitcher. I think he could pitch at least like a number two with these bone spurs. And, uh, 
you know, I'm I, I'm chalking it up to two and zero against the uh, the Purple Mountains so far. Yeah, these guys, the Rockies, they're coming to New York. They're probably going to be out living it up on the town. And we head to Saturday. No announced pitcher for the Mets. Probably going to be Bart, if we're honest. I mean, they tell Bart to just, you know, he does does pretty much whatever you ask him to do against Jorge De La Rosa. And as you mentioned, it's Mike Piazza weekend, Friday with the replica jerseys. Sunday they're giving away bobbleheads. And Saturday you get to see the immortal Jorge De La Rosa tote the rubber. The Wilpons must have gotten their loans refinanced or something. Seriously, going from giving away Cespedes compression sleeves to the replica jerseys and the bobbleheads, I don't care if Delta's sponsoring it. You know, they're giving me uh, what looks like an oversized condom I'm supposed to put on my arm a couple weeks ago. I don't know I don't know what to do with that. I guess, uh, you know, since Diaz is still on the team, this is their way of uh, the Wilpons making good? Yeah, they got to do what they got to do. Those Wilpons, I mean, they were supposed to clean up the chop shops and make, uh, you know, a bunch of Italian restaurants for everyone to enjoy before the game a few years ago, but they haven't done that, so they've reinvested the money into shiny arm sleeves and uh, jerseys with airplane names all over them. So, you know, we're, we're doing great. We're two for two. Uh, shout out to the Wilpons. You guys do an awful job consistently year in and year out. Uh, but on Saturday, the Mets retire Piazza's number, and emotions are going to be flowing. There's going to be more tears than the candle ceremony at Sweet 16 on Long Island, and for good reason. Mikey was a legend. Uh, he was crying himself this weekend. I was crying a little bit, uh, half because of the heat, half because of you know what he was saying. He, uh, he quoted the Pope a couple times, and uh, as a devout Christian myself, I, I really got into that. Uh, then after everyone calms down, we're probably we're probably going to give the ball to Seth Lugo. That's what I'm hearing. A guy who's got as about a good a chance of getting his number tied as Jason Bay. So I'm glad we're honoring one of the best players in history by starting a guy named Seth Lugo. Okay, I don't even know if he's Julio Lugo's son, but even if he is, I, I have very little respect for this guy after the showing that he uh, that he gave us on Saturday. So if the Mets drop one. This may be the one. I, th- I think that they can, they can take Jorge De La Rosa to the cleaners, but you know, it's uh, it might be high scoring. Take the over. Hey, interesting stuff. Hear hear that out, Vinny Vegas. Yeah, wise guys out there. But yeah, Seth Seth Lugo, no pressure. Only going to be a packed house and one of the biggest nights uh, for the Mets the entire season. So no pressure, no pressure, Seth. But anyway, so- Sunday, Thor Syndergaard against Chad Bettis. And hate to be going all in on these splits, but you got to do it with these Rockies because they play in such a weird home stadium. Carlos Gonzalez has a rep of a real awesome player. At home, he's got 15 home runs. However, on the road, 278, only five homers in 48 games. He's like that kid in Little League who has the weird competitive dad who juices his bats. Anyway, as I mentioned before, Noah a little shaky against the Redbirds earlier today. He'll look to rebound on Sunday. Do you think he brings it back, Richie? Of course. Today was a weird day. I mean... Uh, I saw one of those balls that hit exploded, like one of those uh, trick golf balls or something. The the seams were coming off the ball. Jose Reyes couldn't even pick it up cleanly. Another time, he tripped over his own feet, uh, like you know, like one like a baby deer who doesn't know how to walk yet while trying to throw the ball home. That was the first run. Uh, you know, it was it was just it was it was just dumb luck. And unless the Colorado Purple Mountains trade for Jed Giorco between now and next weekend, I think sending God's going to be okay. The only time you should lose a game to a guy named Chad is if you're playing a game called Who Can Drink More Natty Lights While Wearing a Sweater Around Their Neck and Shorts with Little Whales on Them. All right, That's a game for douchebags. That's a game you lose to a Chad. When you're playing baseball, you don't lose a game to a Chad. 
that, in my opinion, wraps it up. We just took three out of four from the Rockies. We're in business, baby. Yeah, hopefully he's going to be hanging curveballs, Chad. A little 2004 election comedy. Oh, oh, man. Talk about staying relevant, Richie. Unbelievable. That's that's good stuff. I mean, I don't I don't follow the election, but you know, I read something uh, I read something in the Newsday that was left on the train uh, about about Chad, and uh, you know, I don't really understand it. You're the intellectual here. Somewhere, Jay Leno smiles. Shout out to Jay, funniest man alive, and we'll head to uh, story looking about- down on us from heaven. R.I.P. Jay Leno. As we head to our storylines for the week, the Cubs. Picking up Chapman. Chapman, of course, throws smoke. Worrisome for the rest of the National League. Never too worried about the Cubs. We still put Jake Arrieta like a baby in the corner every time we face him. And we beat him like they stole a CD play out of our car in last season's NLCS. Are you worried? Should I Should I be worried? Do I sound worried? No way. No No reason to be worried. Uh, at this point, they should rename the Mets the New York Tom Ricketts's because we own the Cubs. Okay, Chapman would only help if they could get to him. And if we're, if we're beating them, they're not going to get to him. He's like the monster bat you intentionally walk and swap every week or a debt collector. Both can't hurt you if you avoid them consistently. So, shout out to Chapman. You're doing nothing in Chicago. I like it. Succinct and to the point, my man, as storyline number two. Matt Harvey sending out a photo per sur- post-surgery last week from the hospital. Heavily branded. A lot of Apple, a Macintosh products. I was... Reading on some of these fancy tech websites, I I didn't know. I I still got a Dell Dell desktop. I don't know what everyone's talking about these days. But anyway, it seemed to indicate the successful surgery. He was dressed very stylishly as he is, like the Prince of Tides that he is. Still, I thought the whole thing was a little weird, like a little a little do less, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I had my uh, cousin Gene show me because if we're if we're talking computers, I'll give you a little perspective on where I'm at. Uh, I almost uh, broke my uncle's neck last week because he accidentally threw out a floppy disk. He thought it was a coaster that was uh, worn out. So, you know, that's that's about the level of computer stuff that I'm on. But uh, Gene shows me these tweets. He's watching the game. I don't really care anymore. You know, you, your shoulder fell out. Uh, I don't mean to sound cruel, but, you know, get better over there at, you know, get better health-wise and get better at social media. I think he needs some social media lessons from Thor. I mean, this guy's like a young Billy Crystal on Twitter. He's hilarious. Uh, Matt's going to have plenty of time to become funny online, and I hope he uses this shoulder injury to work on that because so far, I mean, it's just him in hospital beds giving the finger, him in hospital beds watching TV, him at the Ranger game with, uh, you know, insert model's name here. It's It's not that interesting. You know, be funny like Thor or get off the Twitter. Yeah, work with Thor and take some lessons from Billy Crystal. Maybe watch uh, Throw Mama from the Train 10, 15 times. He certainly has the time. So He certainly does. And as we talk about the Rockies coming in this week, uh, first, quick trivia question, Richie. When was the last time the Rockies were over 500 in a season? Uh, 1997. Close. It's 2010. But it's uh, like your answer, it's been a very long time. But storyline number three is Reyes... And the Rockies, of course, he was with the Rockies. It didn't end well uh, for, for various reasons, including Reyes cr- potentially criminally. But what do you think about Jose going against the Rockies, and, and what do you think is going to happen this weekend? I mean, Christ on a Coney Island carousel. I think this guy is going to show up this weekend and just go absolutely ballistic. It's going to be the revenge of Jose Reyes. 
on all these pitches with lacrosse bro names like Tyler and Chad. Uh, going to be a lot of Jose chance from the crowded City Field. I know things didn't end well, but so far so good in New York. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be the secondary storyline because obviously we can't have uh, uh, Jose returning to New York from the uh, – the little purple, the little purple mountains, be the uh, the top story. But you know, people are going to notice. Don't you worry. What do you think? I agree. I agree. And I, I think if you're the Rockies, you don't really worry about anything because the Rockies are kind of like your cousin who's 35 and renting a basement apartment and still selling weed to make a living. I mean, not going to like it. Not going to knock out people want to live their life, but I'm not going to take advice from that guy. So I guess, long story short, if the Rockies have anything to say about Reyes, I mean, you just look at him right in the eye and say, hey. Yeah, you're the Rockies. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys haven't been good since Larry Walker was on the team. All right? <laughs> Give me Vinny Castilla and his great tan on line one. Yeah, how's Charles Johnson doing? Is he still catching? <laughs> Bunch of losers. Anyway, and I mean, I, the last storyline of the uh, the day here, it's, uh, you know, it's one that gets me a little fired up. Are we making trades or what? What do you think? I don't know. I, I think no matter what's going to happen, Sandy will put on a clinic in Sandy speak discussing the deadline, especially essentially droning on and on without saying anything meaningful, almost like giving a filibuster. The Mets beat writers, especially our boy Mark Craig, will really press him, but Sandy will give sort of that same measured response where he's really just not giving you anything at all. It's, it's a real skill. It's a real skill. Oh, it's a talent, but it definitely uh, pisses me off a little bit. Yesterday he's talking about steak. He's talking about the sizzler. Uh, he's talking about all this stuff, and I'm like, Sandy, they asked you a simple question. They said, are you going to get a bat? Like, <laughs> he's, he's talking about dinner. Uh, you know, so he, he said he's probably only getting a reliever. But let me tell you something. If guys like Grandison and Estrubel don't stop hitting like they lost their eyes in a tragic accident where they went bobbing for apples in a tub of battery acid, we're going to need some bats, okay? And if we don't get any, City Field should go ahead and call Zach Brown and ask him if he wants to play 30, 40 more shows because no one's showing up for the rest of the season. You know, I know we won 3 to 1 second game whatever, but uh, you know, right now in my mind, the offense is still a bit of a horror show and uh, hopefully Sandy can pull another rabbit out of his hat, so to speak. Yeah, could definitely use some offense. I don't think we're going to get a Ioannis Cespedes on the market this season, but definitely just a, a guy, someone that you can go up there. Like the the Cardinals have this Jerko guy who's a part-time player. He's got you know, 15 home runs after today. You know, how come they get those guys? And we end up with Neil Walker, who who looked like, uh, you know, Rod Carew or Babe Ruth in April, and now he's he's terrible. Yeah, he looked like the, the spawn of Rod Carew and Babe Ruth. And ever since, uh, you know, he's been hitting like the spawn of Carlos Baerga and Mets Roberto Alomar. So, you know, with a terrible haircut to boot. So, you know, yeah, we, we definitely need a little bit of help hitting. But uh, we'll see what, what, what transpires later this weekend. Uh, trade deadline is officially on Monday, so they tell me I thought it was Sunday, so I blocked out my whole day. Now I'm free if uh, weekend. And uh, how's our sponsor situation going? Did you take care of uh, our boss sponsor for the week? Yeah, so Richie, we were sponsored last week by our friends over at Grand Slams. And, and for once, it wasn't me this time. I went over there with my brother, Finn. You know, you know. You know young Finn. You know, he's a little bit of a hothead. He brought his nephew over to Grand Slams. The kid asked for the root, a root beer. Waitress told us, we, first off, we shouldn't really have a kid in the bar and that they were at a root beer. You know, Finn has a little bit of a temper, completely flew off the handle, demanded a root beer and a tall, frosty glass. 
manager came out. I thought it was like a situation out of the five points in the gangs of New York. Had to drag Finn out of there. We got the kid, Arupia. Anyway, new spots this week. Head out east, found a nice little brewery called The Whistling Admiral. They had pictures of ships on the bottle and really trying to own the Long Island aesthetic. Strictly playing Tom Petty and Billy Joel. And uh, I tell you, Richie, it made me feel like I was never thrown out of the Coast Guard all those years ago, being back in, uh, back in this bar. Anyway, I went in there. They had the craft beers, which was a little intimidating. They didn't have the Miller Light. Offered me a banana and upbread beer. Originally, I said, Chief, I, if I want a banana bread, I go to my great aunt Michaela and get it from the sauce. But it's, <laughs> it's delicious. I've been drinking it nonstop for six days. I've gained 12 pounds, but pros and cons. I mean, shout out to uh, Finn, uh, probably the guy with the weirdest name I know. Uh, shout out to Root Beer, and shout out to Frosted Glasses. They say you're not supposed to put glasses in the freezer, but uh, my mom used to do it all the time, uh, and things seem to turn out all right. So that's just more proof that uh, science isn't always right. But, uh, you know, this, this new bar you got with the ships in the bottle, the banana bread, you told me about it over a text message this weekend. It sounds a little weird, not going to lie. I'm allergic to bananas, so don't, don't bring any of that bread or beer or any of that crap near me. I'm going to be in the corner, sitting in the middle with a middle light, and uh, maybe their version of, like, they have a good blooming onion or something. I think they got something similar to the uh, the chimichangas, but it's a little upgraded. It's a little, uh, sort of like a gastro pub. That's what the kids call it. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want to hear anything about gas, pubs. Uh, I mean, the whole thing sounds disgusting, but we're going to roll with it. We're going to see what we do. Uh, you know, maybe I could use some of those leftover college shirts that I bought from a couple of our sponsors, you know, a sponsor a couple weeks ago. And uh, make the best of it. I mean, you know, I think we could do a little better, but let's give this place a shot. What's it called again? The Whistling Admiral. That's right, kid. Come drink at the Whistling Admiral. Now we're going to move on to our next uh, block here. It's called Awards, and uh, we do this every week. We give out awards that we've made up because those are the best type. So, uh, Tommy, what's your first award? The award for funniest running cadence to Dan Warthen. I noticed this at the game. Our boy Dan Warthen has quite the little saunter when he exits the dugout to come talk to the pitchers. He kind of runs the same way I imagine Dan Marino runs with his knees completely shot. I almost feel bad. Quite frankly, I think MLB is committing major age discrimination. Give my man a motorized scooter. It would speed up the game, too. Come on, Manfredo, Manfredi, whatever your name is. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think uh, good old Danny boy there runs like he he dumped a bucket of crabs down his pants. You know, he's just, he's hopping, he's skipping out there, he gets out to the mound, he's jiggling around there. Uh, You know, this guy, they got to get him one of those those little... uh, what, the, the the hoverboards or the segways or something, you know, like let's let's take care of the elderly. You know, my boy Trump's gonna take care of that once he gets in, get in, gets into office. Uh, excuse me, I get choked up at the whole thing. Once he gets into office, he's going to make it so that all pitching coaches over the age of fifty five 
have some sort of motorized vehicle to go out to the mound and berate the pitcher. Great award there. Uh, my award this week is the Ray Ordonez Hitting is Overrated Award. It goes to Estrubal Cabrera. Before tonight, this guy hadn't gotten a hit with runners in scoring position since Giancarlo Stanton was going by Mike. Uh, and my message to you, Estrubal, is do me a favor, buddy. Figure it out. All right? That's all I got to say to you. And going hand in hand, a shout out, of course, to our boy Mark Krieg. Tweet of the week earlier tonight. As, as we wrote this, as we wrote this show, breaking. As Drupal Cabrera has recorded a hit with runners in scoring position. Not saying it's been a while, but the last one was against the Expos. Mark, sl- slaying me. Oh, man, when you're hot, you're hot. And when it comes to the Twitter game, I mean, he's like Sugar Ray in his prime. Classic Mark Carrig. I just want to fly. I just want to fly into your DMs and tell you uh, that you did a great job on that tweet. DMs, another word that Gene taught me this past week. Shout out to Gene. For, the, for those who don't know, the Expos were a former Major League Baseball team that are now the Washington Nationals. So when you see the Washington Nationals, uh, just think of a gentleman named Vladimir Guerrero. So that's a little history for all you millennials out there. Yeah, you lazy millennials that don't want to get jobs and just want to live off the government dole. But uh, that's my other podcast called Lazy Millennials. Lazy <laughs> Lazy Millennials, a little cross-promotion right here. I like it. I like it, Richie. And our final award, and this struck me at the game today, the award for weirdest between-inning entertainment at City Field to the Mets trivia session inside the convertible on the warning track. If you're listening to me, you might think I'm insane, but this is a real thing. Every Mets home game, Alexa Dat, who, along with the rest of the Mets in-between-innings entertainment crew, they do a great job. The talent themselves does a fantastic job. But basically, Alexa Dat is sitting in a in a convertible with spot with spotlights, guys holding up lights for the cameras around them, about three feet away from a guy sitting in the passenger seat in the same convertible, asking a series of three trivia questions to a Mets fan. I like it's it's like some guy watched some ad guy watched Mad Men over and over and over again and decided this was a good idea. You know, I hear the kids talking about integrated media, but but what are we doing? Yeah, it's like a weird scene out of Greece or something like this, sitting in a drive-thru movie. And then <laughs> then all of a sudden, if you noticed, when the whole thing's said and done, Alexa gets out of the car, and some guy tries to make a K-turn without taking down the entire left-field wall. It drives through the wall and into oblivion. I don't even know where they put that car. Uh, definitely some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, the only thing that would be weirder is if they shot newborn babies at the t-shirt gun. And that would only be a little bit weirder. Like, this is, this is A-plus weird stuff. Uh, great award, my man. Um, and that takes us to our final block of the day called uh it's a little thing that we started last week called good job terry uh i'm gonna get us started here good job terry you took out jason Degrom for seth lugo when he only had one more out to get in the inning on saturday that worked out great next time just tell the ums that it's a forfeit so our team can at least spend some more time boozing at the fountain blue fountain blue these fancy guys in miami ridiculous good job terry you didn't start wilma flores again today in the first game you started him in the second game what do you know he gets three hits Shaka. Oh, yeah. It's never bad to do a good job, Terry, about Wilma Flores because he's always treating Wilma Flores like a real redheaded stepchild. So uh, that's good job, Terry, for the week. And that about does it. You know, time flies when you're having fun. That's the latest edition of First Time, Long Time. Thank you all for listening. As always, uh, per my boy Gene, 
You can reach us on Facebook at First Time Long Time, on Twitter at MetsFTLT, and on the Gmail at uh, First Time Long Time Pod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, make sure if you listen to us on iTunes, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, preferably a good one, but, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. And uh, hopefully the Mets can uh, do some damage this week and properly respect the career of the legend, Mikey P. Yeah, hey, fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.